With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello, mate. All right. Yeah, you. All right. I'm all right. For, for episode twelve, I think, or eleven of the Fighting Cup podcast, season nine. Here we go again, once again, talking about Tottenham after a disappointing result. <laughs> yeah, my word! What what uh, sadistic days we live in to get a point away in the Champions League group. I know, I know. I made I made a fatal flaw yesterday. I broke my own rule, and I banged on about it all the time, and have a go at people who do it. But straight after the result, I I went on Twitter, and oh, God. I just it was exhausting. And 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 I I actually I actually tweeted like I was getting so pissed off with what I was reading. I I, I lashed out myself and tweeted about like I don't know bemoaning people that are moaning basically which is another rule that I don't have like don't never go on Twitter don't post uh, and then obviously got a lot coming back and and in the end I just deleted the post because I couldn't bother any more conversations but basically <laughs> the gisters were saying like fucking how dare you moan and in the cold light of day of course you're going to moan if you're unhappy with performance whether we win or lose and and who am I to say anything to anyone if they want to have a whinge? You know, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's why I litter my, my tweets with with a bit of comedy and, and also a bit of self-awareness that, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not Twitter police. I'm not telling people don't think like this, don't, don't critique, don't criticise, don't feel miserable. But the, 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 the thing that lacks for, from my perspective is that the consistency or rather – they have consistency. They moan regardless of whether we're doing well or not. And it's almost like, well, is that because the social media economy of angst and anger carries more weight than something fluffy and happy clappy? And uh, I think I think it comes down to that, really. There's more of an impact if you're angry, if you're like, mm. if you're like screaming and shouting and, and scapegoating and the rest of it. And some players, you know, they we deserve to point things out. It's the way we have discourse and, and, and talk. But... At the same time, Twitter is the worst place to have a conversation and a debate and a discussion because it's not natural. Well, that's why I found myself in a situation, um, a conversation with this guy. And he I was, still love it, though. <laughs> good. He, <laughs> he was being quite pragmatic and trying to get to yeah. where, where I was coming from. Yeah. And my reaction to him asking me pragmatic questions was to, be, to come back more abrasive. And, you know, that's not who I am. I don't like doing that. And, it, uh, and I think part of the reason why I felt so angry is that probably deep down I was quite disappointed with the result. Yeah. I wanted more. Um, and I, I had this kind of blind faith sometimes that, that things are going to be all right. And I, things are going to be all right. We, we're fine. We're going to get out of this group. Um, it was a disappointing result against Olympiacos. They did play yeah. out of their skins. Yeah. Certainly for the first hour. 
and you know definitely deserve the point out of it. And that that's yeah, what yeah. happens in football. And so it's a Champions League side. It's not like a Europa League group. And many people warned us. Like Andy Brassel especially warned. If you listen to him on uh, TalkSport, I think. They've got a good record, haven't they? They've got a good home record and they've got good form against uh, English clubs. Yeah, I think nine in European now, competition. Nine on the bounce haven't haven't have gone to Olympiacos and haven't won. And the and the the, the stadium is intimidating. They were very loud. Mm, um, that's the Greeks for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, so it was it was while it was a disappointing result. More so, actually, the result was less disappointing than the performance by certain players. And yeah. I think a lot of the irie was aimed at Ericsson. How did you feel yeah. like he, he, he performed? Well, he didn't. He didn't really. I, 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 think, I think it was a weird game. You know, you can, you can sit back and re-watch it. Not that I'd advise anyone to do it. And he, he, he doesn't look like he's in the moment. There's, there's a couple of players that seem to be lacking that responsibility and that, that desire to... to to want to perform, but the, the entire team seems a bit fragmented at the minute, and it has been there has been regression over the last six to twelve months, no doubt. But we still displayed the, the the character traits that got us through so many Champions League games and got us to the final, you know. And we can still perform. We know we, we, we've got the place to still perform if they all if they all spark together. But it's you know too many injuries, too many players coming back. There was all that stuff over the summer about players with their contracts running down. And you kind of still feel, well, players like Ericsson and Fatongan, we don't, we don't really know what happened with, with, with Jan, but you've you got to think that maybe he was looking elsewhere as well. Like, are these players 100% in it? And is is the fact that Poch can feel that they're not and there's, 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 there's a bit of a problem behind closed doors that that kind of causes that synergy that we relied upon so much to erode a little bit. And it's not, it's not quite clicking all over the place. I mean, you can tell like transitionally defense, midfield attack. Sometimes the attack doesn't link up. Sometimes the midfield is simply Harry Winks on his own playing with the effort, the energy of three players. And then the defense seems to be all over the shot. So you said blind faith earlier that you got blind. I don't think it's blind faith. I think it's just patience from uh, the fact that we know what this team of players and manager are capable of. You know, we just it, people expect things to change after one game. Like we smashed Palace, Tottenham are back. Well, no, not quite. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're just gonna have to wait. And I think this game we got through it. We were two new up. It's it's a pisser that we pissed it away. Right, we sh- we shouldn't have at two 0 We should have killed the game off. But I don't. Spurs aren't quite capable of doing that at the minute. But it's. I keep saying it, man. If this is a crisis, if this is us in crisis, I'll take it over anything else that we've had in the past. You know, we we will work through it. And if we don't, then for fuck's sake, we move on. What 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 is out of my control? What, what are we meant to do? If players are coming to the end of their Tottenham lifeline, then this is a, a transition that's going to take a lot longer. So either you grow a backbone, and the players do the same as as well as the supporters, and we just get we just get through it. Yeah, we had some interesting questions about Ericsson. Um, so, so people aren't happy with him. 
And mm. I kind of, it seems like it stems from the summer and the fact that he, yeah, which before then, it's like the, the fact that the news broke a week before the Champions League final that he was interested in a, a new challenge. And I don't yeah. think anyone denies hit that, he, that he should go and get that if he wants to because yeah. he served Spurs well for a very, very long time. And then you kind of had the summer period of speculation and his performances in pre-season weren't great. And and then obviously we had this situation where he wasn't starting because they they wanted to protect him for the potential transfer if if, if one came forward. Yeah. And then yep. when he has played, he, he hasn't played brilliantly. Like he had, he had a good game against Palace. He played excellently when he came on against Villa. He didn't play. Uh, he played Arsenal as well, which he was sort of okay, I guess, and had an absolute stinker last night. I I think yeah, he did, didn't he? Oh, terrible. I think, he was a fault I, for, the, for the goal that conceded the penalty, Robert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't influential. These type of games are the games that he's, he should be stepping up and, and bossing. But and he, and he does tend to do that more often than not. But I guess this is, this is where, as a fan base and as, I guess as people, how we all see the same thing, but we all, we all have different opinions and perspectives on it. You know, people are now saying in the wake of last night, you know, 80% of the games he's played for Tottenham, he's been invisible. He hasn't done anything. I'm thinking, well, hold on a minute. Like if he's been invisible and he's been, he's not been influential, what his statistics and his assists and everything that he's done is in, and the things that you see with your eyes without the need for, kind of those stats and numbers what that that didn't happen well we're fabricating and we're now saying he only turns up for the against the small clubs i mean it, and, and and i think people that don't like ericsson will, will find reason more reason to to kind of dislike him and want him out of the club off the back of those type of performances and, and they probably won't say a lot when he, uh, they won't say a lot negatively when he performs well. Yeah. So it's one of these things. Like it isn't good the way he's behaved, but he's been one of these players that, that's not too dissimilar to Carrick. That he's Tottenham. He 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 scores some amazing last minute uh, goals, and 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 he's had moments at the club that you know you kind of will remember for a long time. But he's never kind of he's not the type of player like Kane. Who would just like wear his heart on his sleeve? You know, Ericsson always had the plan. Like, we, I mean, before he signed for Tottenham, and even when he did sign for Tottenham, he used to talk about going the Barcelona route. That he—that's where his ambition has always been. So, may, maybe the guy's a little bit depressed, as depressed as a millionaire footballer can get. Really? You know that, that no one's bid for him. No well, one's coming for him. We had a, a question from PP Paul, Paul Polly one on Twitter. He says, "Should we just let Ericsson rot in the reserves if he can't be bothered anymore?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen for like a million different reasons. I get the sentiment. Uh, it's, it's, surely it can't be as simple as that. That he's just simply no, not bothered. No, I, it, it's you know. He's had this before, hasn't he? There was a while back where he was a bit, he was a bit ropey for for a few months actually, and then and then he came good again. And at the time, people were thinking, is it because he was trying to work his way towards a new contract, and that's why he was a bit disinterested? Or I don't know. I mean, again, this is what I mean. It's just an opinion on how you perceive people and footballers and 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 the, and the rumours and and whatever else. Mm. Um, the evidence, rather, that you know that Ericsson wanted to go away, you wanted to leave, but no one came in for him. So, do you remember when? He, 
Sorry, mate. Go on, carry on. No, sorry. no, no. I was just going to say, if, he, if he's seen out his contract, it doesn't do him any favours if he's going to play like this uh. all of the time because like people are going to look at him and think, well, why do we want to be signing this guy? Like, he's obviously... Not He's obviously there. not got the right mentality mm. uh, for it. So, yeah, I mean, do you remember when he was uh, when when he was playing, being compared to Coutinho, when he was having that flying season at Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I said it on the pod a couple of times. Is like he's one of the most upgradable <laughs> members of our squad at that time. We were having a great season. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was the season we finished unbeaten at home. And yeah. uh, I've just obviously a lot of people took effect, a lot of offence, but took took exception at that comment. And I was like, we could upgrade him. Um, and then he had an, an absolutely blinding reaction to that poor form, as you mentioned. So, yeah, it's, is it a case of us waiting and seeing and, and seeing seeing what he can do uh, for the rest of the season with Spurs, or or do we have to at some point Pochettino has to recognise that perhaps he isn't in the right mind state to play for us in, in at the level we want him to play at. And, and potentially take him out the side. Well, this is it. If if he, let's say that that's the reason, but because the Celso's injured, um, and th- there's there's no other option at the minute in the middle. Um, if we're forced to play him because of that, because we we know how inventive he can be and how influential he can be when he's on it, mm. and he and he gives us that extra dimension that we need, then. If 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 he's being paid for those reasons because there is no other option at the moment, you know the manager knows that Ericsson knows that the other players know that it's a bit poisonous, you know, not not in a really overly dramatic way, hmm. um, but it, it doesn't do the togetherness of the squad and the team any good, and, and that's what we've been built on. We've been built, Poch built uh, built everything on this foundation and philosophy about how to play and play for one another and, and and everything was in sync. I think it's all just it's all sort of come undone a little bit. It's fixable, but but maybe it's fixable for the short term to get us through this season and have, the, uh, have another good season. But long term, there's too many players, man. There's too many players that are going to be potentially leaving or need to be replaced. So I, I guess with Ericsson um, and everyone else in that conundrum, it's a case of us having to be a bit patient. I mean, what what can we do? Go out and buy four or five players next summer? Well, we might need to. We couldn't do that this year. We booked three and none of them are really figured in the team so far. So, I think uh, at centre-back, we're going to have to replace someone for sure. Um, what did you think about Samiedo, the centre-back with the dreadlocks? Um, I'm going to pretend that I've got a really strong opinion on him and go, yeah, yeah, I fancy him. <laughs> I, uh, I was just really impressed with him. I know he's been sent off like eight times in his career and he's a bit hot-headed, but mm. he's, he looks so comfortable on the ball. Yeah. And just... I mean, he's a footballer, so... and <laughs> what, that, what does that mean? No, but you... <laughs> <laughs> he is a footballer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean is he's not like a, a I don't know, like a... Harry Maguire, some some kind of physical mm. bulk in the back. I, mean, I know modern centre-backs tend to... Yeah, I mean... OK, modern centre-backs tend to know how to play a little bit of football in terms of passing the ball, and they're a little bit more cultured. But at Tottenham, you look at Fatongan, you look at Toby and, and his passing range. Uh, Sanchez uh, uh, as well, I know he gets, he gets a bit of stick... For other reasons, but they can they can play with the ball at their feet. So anybody who's comfortable with the ball at their feet um, 
he's, he's, he's going to be someone that I'm, I'm going to be comfortable watching. Yeah, um, fair enough. We've got to talk about the elephant in the room, but before we do, actually, yeah. just um, a shout-out to um, the assist made by Davies, the challenger. He won the ball, brought it forward and played a lovely ball into... Uh, Lucas Moura's path, who absolutely rifled that into the net. It was a great oh, that was a quality, quality. It was like the highlight, piece really, of football. wasn't yeah. it? Um, but yeah, just quick shout to that before we go on to talk about uh, Davinson Sanchez and his role in this side and, <laughs> and what the fuck is going on. Um, no, I don't know. Well, look, it's. I just couldn't believe that I was seeing it again. And a part of me was like, is this Pochettino just being stubborn? That, that he, mm. he, he wants to defy critics by doing the same thing again because it's not because for the best of the side, but he feels kind of insulted that anyone would question him. Because I don't get it. I do not understand it. Look, if you're leaving Serge Aurier at home and he's played one game this season and, yeah. and you're not taking a right back, or you take Carl Walker-Peters, who's on the bench, right, but not fully fit. So, And you play Sanchez, who had such a horror show against... Arsenal in, in another important game against Olympiacos. So, yeah. Can you see the reasoning for it? No, I I, I don't. And, I, and and look, I'm I love Pochettino. You know, he he he's done some daft things in the past, and and you think that okay, they're daft because I've not watched Tottenham training preparation for a game, and but then suddenly, if you're playing a player out of position that isn't comfortable in that position, and you're doing it more than once or twice, and there's no improvement <laughs> you've got to start questioning what what am I not seeing um, because I think the vast majority are seeing the same thing I mean it's not it's not good so mm. yeah un- unless they unless you know I mean Rose I'm guessing was rested I, I don't know if Serge has had a knock I, don't, I didn't, don't remember reading anything about about him being left behind because of like a, a potential e- e- slight injury or whatever, you know. I know we have got a lot of games to play. It's, when, the, when don't we have a lot of games to play? I know. You're right. Aurier played well. If the the one thing about about that player is he, he's played well in pockets because he he only plays in pockets. Mm. He only plays now and again, and he, he put in a good performance. He put in a, a weird performance. Players like that need to play consistently, and then they they kind of find they find their own comfort zone, and then it it makes competition, and it forces other players to start fighting for that position. And you want a natural right back that knows <laughs> what to do with his feet, you know, when he's when he's crossing, when he's running, when he's defending, when he's cutting in. Um, you, what you don't want is someone who's who's kind of unnatural in that position. So to answer your question, I haven't got a fucking clue. I just, <laughs> I, I think it is stubbornness, and, it, and, it, and and that worries me because if it's stubbornness, then Poch, Poch is possibly deflecting. He's possibly frustrated himself. But he, that's no, not, I mean, not, maybe maybe he's frustrated, but the, like frustrated at injuries, frustrated at things that are mm. outside of his control and the club's mm. control because we do have depth at fullback. Like we yeah. do have, I mean they might not have the quality we expect and we're kind of banking a lot on Carl Walker Peters coming through and being a top fullback but it's a gamble at this stage. But we have mm-hmm. we have Carl Walker Peters, we've got Serge Aurier and Foyth. Now the injuries to two of those players are, are, are something that can't be avoided. Any club yeah. now you look at Man City the depth that they have, and they're struggling at the centre back at the moment. Carl Walker, Carl Walker probably has to pay there at the weekend because they've got no centre backs. Um, mm. Because you can't, 
you can't legislate for injury. And we've lost two of our, our, our three fullbacks. So, but <laughs> what, what, that still doesn't mean that Davison Sanchez has to play there. And it certainly doesn't mean that he has to play there if you've got Alavero who's played there for his country at right back. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a weird one, but I think with the fact that Aurier is is fit and so is Carl Walker Peters now for the next game, we probably won't see Sanchez back back there again. We hope. Uh, but we had a question from Chris Leakes. He says Sanchez at right back is is the worst example of playing someone. Is Sanchez at right back the worst example of someone playing out of position? And if not. What other examples can you think of? And well, did mentioned... Son not play left back for us? Left or... wing back, he played left wing back. That's yeah, that back. I mean, that was on the that was a well. disaster. Yeah, yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> we never saw that happen again. And um, Elliot Smith, he said Gary Doherty up top, North London derby semi final two thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. I'm sure it was an FA Cup game. It probably was in the same season. To be fair, we were. We played Orient away. It was a fucking awful game. And yeah, I, I think he popped up and, and scored the scored, winner. I, if, scored I, two, if I remember right? this correctly. Yeah, oh, did he score twice? Yeah, he did. He, he, I was going to say we won 1-0, but obviously not. I think, if I remember the game rightly, we won 3-2. It might not have been oh, Orient. damn. It, but this is a long time ago, so we kind of yeah. get muddled. Um, but I remember Gary Doherty picking the ball up around the halfway line and running. Right? <laughs> and somehow carrying the ball and then slotting it home. Um, I remember that. That was probably the greatest moment. But in that game <laughs> that, that uh, Elliot Smith mentioned, he scored um, in the North London derby. A flick yeah, he did. header for us to go 1-0 up. Yeah, yeah, he did. Coming to that, um, uh, Sol Campbell's last ever game to Spurs, I think. Oh, God, yeah. No, um, it was. I'm sure he got injured in that game, didn't he? Yeah, and, oh, uh, oh, that was yeah. it. Yeah, that was it, as the story goes. Um, yeah, that, those are great examples. And the fact that Pochettino keeps pulling this shit is... Um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And again, going back to what we started this podcast, we were talking, is it's okay for people to be frustrated when you're seeing this shit that's almost inexcusable or unexplainable. Like, it's like... Unacceptable. Just, unacceptable. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking for, for the Patreon podcast where we preview the Leicester game. We're talking to one Kristen Hennage and I've tasked him with the job of figuring out why Pochettino is playing Sanchez at right back. And you know, this is someone oh, well, who okay. understands football better than me. So I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that he'll be able to shed some light on it. Um although he, he did have a puzzled expression. So uh we'll we'll see it is if you want to listen to that and other stuff we're doing, including No Holds Bard uh podcast, then um you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock costs seven dollars a month, which works out just 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 over the cost of a premium pint in London and for that you get I don't know, it's like 20 podcasts a month and other bits and pieces, access to the Telegram group. All the good stuff. Um, what else went on then, Spooky Boy? What else did you notice about the game? Anything? Anything you wanted that, that you felt was worth talking about? The irony, actually, about Sanchez is that he, mm. he wasn't at fault for any of the goals, that he didn't cost no, us anything. No, but no. One thing we did notice is the lack of balance and how narrow we were. And yeah, that was. Again. Uh, again, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lee Moody Tosser on um, on Twitter. He says, "What was the last time we played consistently good football, and who is responsible for the drop in form? Is it arguably all of the players?" Oh blimey! I mean, I can't actually remember when we last played consistently. Well, Christmas, Christmas last year. Teams. Christmas last yeah. year when we um, we beat we beat Everton six two and beat Bournemouth yeah, at home. Yeah. We were absolutely yeah. flying at that point. I, I I think it's just it's just 
five years of building up to something and then and and you know what do they say about teams having like cycles and yeah. you, you I, I guess what's unlucky about Tottenham oh what's Tottenham about Tottenham is that we didn't win anything when we were at our, at our very best under Pochettino it's not like we didn't try we did we got to a cup final we got to semi-finals we you know we've done we've done we've exceeded expectations every year because let's not pretend that every single season Spurs supporters forget the pundits and, and the media and, and rival fans were all saying oh look at what we've done in the summer blah 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 we're not finishing top four and every season we, we you know we'd be like the, the best footballing side in the country but end up with with, with no silverware for it mm. and, and that must take a, a hell of a lot out of the players I mean most teams don't perform at this level and end up with nothing, you know. And I say end up with nothing, end up with end up with no silverware because as supporters, you know, as, frustra- as frustrating as it's been, we've ended, we've had some amazing memories, and we're, we're, we're I, I think I've, most of us have not had this bond with a team uh, this strong mm. ever in our lifetimes. Maybe like I have to go back to 1987 and. Older supporters will go back to the very early eighties. You know, we, it's not like we've been shit. We have, we've, we've been, we've in five years, five years, five six years is not a long time. And just you just look at what we've achieved as a club in terms of turning around the, the footballing culture and the intensity we play that and the players that we've got in the team and and it's it would just been unlucky. So we wouldn't be moaning too much if this was happening. And we had won one or two cups, you know, because we'd be we'd, we'd be saying, okay, all right, it's it's time to to change a little bit. Mm. Um, and and I, I think it's just it's just it's just the way football is. We need we need to be refreshed. And, and I think we've got three players in there, three players for three key positions. So I mean, come on, man! <laughs> How many games have we played in the league this season? Like, I just feel that I'm I, once again I'm. I'm I'm saying the same thing, standing on my soapbox and saying the same thing. Just fucking wait. I say it at the beginning of every season. And every season turns out to be an, another holy shit, I didn't expect this to happen mm. type of season. Yeah. So, I remember I remember you saying about Gareth Bale back in the day. I mean, it might have been season one. And I, again, one of my, another great prophecies that I come up with <laughs> is that, that Gareth Bale is too greedy and shoots too much. And you, you like, what? Let him, let him be expressive. Let him shoot. Let him try outrageous stuff because it will, it will enable him to to become the player that we hope he would. And he did. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I was just concentrating him not being greedy, rather than seeing the bigger picture of this is a player who is supremely confident who's going to do special things. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, wait and see is a great thing, but it's hard in football when. Yeah, it, it is hard, and a lot. I've had a couple of people say to me. Because I, 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 I wrote something um, this morning about um, about how, and I know this is proper old school fighting cock about belonging and about supporting the club, but that that's my responsibility as, as a supporter. Like I, I value being a Tottenham supporter above and beyond everything else. Mm. And if we're doing well or not doing well, I'm, I'm still that. That's what I am, and that will never change everything else is kind of out of my control whether we've got a good team or shit team yeah but someone made a comment saying it's harder for some supporters now 
to feel that way and and because of the price of tickets because of the the the, the match day yeah. cost because yeah. of having to take family or girlfriends or brothers sisters whatever uh, and, and and people are now more inclined to, to to moan even more than ever because we are we are customers and client reference numbers and, and we're not really supporters anymore there's no such thing as a supporter anymore yeah. because we're paying for the football experience so it's like going i don't know it's like going to no i'm not going to make an analogy out of it we, you know we, yeah. we've had this discussion a lot but at the same time that I kind of step away from that as well and say, well, whether you go to the games, all of them or some of them, or or you, you, you're not in the country or you can't travel to, to watch Spurs, you still support Tottenham. And in that moment when we're scoring and winning games and getting to the next round of a cup or progressing in Europe, the, the, what you essentially feel in that moment is still what defines you. Yeah. If you choose to be defined that way, otherwise, what are you in it for? Are you in it to glow? <coughs> Do you just want to win cups and silverware to say, look at what we've won? Because as nice as that is, as much as I want to fucking do that, believe me, I want to do that. It still isn't. It shouldn't be what football's about. But yeah, I mean, maybe I, I'm just hanging on to old no, I, traditions, I, I, man. And I think and, what, the, what you most love about football are those moments, and Spurs have given us those in the plenty. And 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 I think that's where, if you're coming from that angle, as I am, is like you know, this is a great football club and. You know, you shouldn't moan too much. You shouldn't be too disappointed if we have a bad result that you hope, you know, we would win. Um, but it is, it is difficult to ignore the fact that, you, we, that some people are paying £100 for a ticket to watch us play Bayern Munich at home. And it's, it's, it's a joke. It's hard. It really is. So you, you, you can, I can understand why people get frustrated with it. Uh, and and, and it, it takes quite a strong will to ignore those things when supporters are continually being shafted by the club. And, mm. and, and, and I think we talked about it a couple of seasons ago where the, the goodwill the fans have for, for Tottenham has been eradicated by the prices that the clubs are, are setting for tickets and, you know, and the lack of transfers. And like, you know, use up a goodwill waiting for this stadium to be opened, and then to get mm. there and, and and see the prices go up in some instances seventy percent. And you understand it from a business perspective because they've got to pay for this stadium, and we've got to still yeah. compete in the transfer market. But it's it the goodwill is out. It's done. It's used up. And Spurs fans will become more angry on Twitter and elsewhere because they demand everything. Because all of what's great about being belonging to a community club that Spurs aren't anymore. No, it's it's gone. So, hmm. you know, the, you know, you talk about you talk about Berry, the Berry fans and and Bolton fans, and you you got to feel sorry for them because they are that football club, and and it's being taken from them or severely damaged. But Spurs, it's a different process. You can't compare Spurs fans with with Bolton fans really, because we we aren't the community that Bolton fans are with their club and Berry fans are with their club. We are customers of a giant business and when that business isn't providing the product that you want you're going to be angry because you've been asked to pay so much fuck we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> we're not fucked there's a couple of wins everyone forgets about that shit but yeah, you know it <laughs> and this is this is what i'm saying is when the goodwill the good goodwill runs out you expect everything and uh 
and it, it spurs and Daniel Levy has engineered a situation where fans are feeling like, well, right, we'll pay, but you've got to deliver. And when you don't mm. deliver, we're going to mm. let you know. The irony of all of this is that the club don't give a shit whether you're moaning or not. And it, all, all that happens is infighting between supporters and, uh, you know, me being a dick on Twitter the, last night. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, what else we got? Uh, Daniel Platt actually makes a good point to kind of swing this the other way. He says, is the result last night even that bad? I mean, the consequences of it, no matter if we'd won that game or not, the most likely result is that we still finish second in our Champions League group. Beat them at home and we're sorted. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah. the fallout of this is that we, we are in a good position to qualify. If you draw your away games and win your home games, you're going to have enough. It's 10 points. You win... If we beat, or we likely to beat, is it Red Star Belgrade? Cause it, it yeah. Went, Red Star, yeah. So if we beat Red Star home and away and draw at Bayern at home, you know, you've got the 10 points, but I don't think you probably need 10 points to qualify from this group anyway. No, so. I mean, look, I, last year we relied on a lot of things. Um, going we away. lost our first two games. We fucked up that, the opener. Like, it was more of a disaster mm. than this season because you could argue last season... You know, we, we were more of, of a team. We hadn't regressed to the point we are at now. Whereas this season, we're still trying to kind of remode our style and identity on the pitch and get players playing all together as a unit again, blah, blah, blah. And it isn't so much of a a shock that, you know, the game played out the way it played. Because like going forward, I thought if we had a bit more finesse and a bit more... You know, we had the quality there to kill them, but it was what we were doing at the back and what we were doing in possession that that gave them momentum in the first hour or so to to, to hurt us. So you can see where the problems are. So you kind of know that we that's where we need to improve, and we probably will. And yeah, we're going from here. One point out the first game in an away game that's arguably a bit tricky, etc. It isn't. But because we're not winning games convincingly, uh, Palace aside, Mm. yeah, people are going to just kind of knee-jerk. And and it's a knee-jerk that's half-deserved in some ways because there's a lot of things that keep reoccurring um, that are now beginning to grate on people. But, like, again, I know people hate, hate supporters that go, we'll remember back in the day when we were shit, right? And I hate doing that as well because we're, we're a different type of football club now and you have to retain a sense of ambition um, and not just say, well, it's better than it was in the 90s. Well, but it is. We are a better team and a better football club than we were for most of my Spurs supporting life. Um, but if this is us in trouble... I'll, I'll take it any day of the week. I've said it before. Like we, 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 we've got quality in there. You can't deny that we haven't got quality. And even players like Ericsson, we know are capable of. He's capable of pulling his socks up and, and, and getting his finger out of his ass and and, and 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 focusing because he's at some point he'll have to do that. Otherwise, he will be playing for the fucking development team. You know, he, what what purpose will he serve if he's not if he's not performing at a level? Um, we just need. We just need our three signings to be in, integrated in the team, fully fit, playing, and, and and I think Spurs will bounce. And we're still better than most football clubs, man. Even at sixty percent, 
we're still better than 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 most clubs in the Premier League. Mm. You know the, what people want though is they want Tottenham at ninth percent. They want, and that's what I want. That's what you want. Everyone wants to see us compete because the crux of it is we know we can still compete, even though we sh- we, we should be miles off some of these football clubs like Liverpool City or just those two football clubs and half of Europe, half of the European elite. We shouldn't be anywhere near these 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 teams. And yet we, we consistently, persistently kind of overachieve. And you don't want to lose out on that. You don't want to not overachieve because then it'd be quite a bland season. And we're I think we're quite privileged now, you know. Mm. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, yeah, it's just um you know, I don't know what's going on with me, Speak, man. I don't like like uh, I, I thought you zoned out then. I no, ran for that long. No, 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 you didn't. I was listening. I just felt like uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm taking bad results worse than I ever have. I don't know what's what's gone on because I was talking to my old man earlier, and he um he was like he was like everything's shit. We're, we're terrible. Ericsson's got to go. Um, Pochettino, do you know what you talk? I don't know what's happened to my dad because my dad was always the barometer of sense in my life to, when it comes to football. He was always like. Don't worry, gal. Next week we'll come again. It's fine. And it's just he's gone the other way. I think I think he's been. It's the taste of success. It's the yeah. taste of what could be, and then having yeah. that taken from you, it's uh, it affects people badly, really. <laughs> well, it makes you wonder what we'd be like if we actually won the title. You know, if we won the league, <laughs> you think we're bad now in terms of in terms of what we we won. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's such a complex discussion because you you want the best, and your dad, from the sounds of it, he wants Tottenham to succeed because he knows that, in a kind of non-arrogant way, we deserve it as supporters. Um, I mean, every supporter of every football club will say that, but we we deserve it. Fuck them, mm-hmm. and and the players and Poch deserve to have something kind of solidified in their legacy you know that that, that's in a trophy cabinet and not just like Ajax away and and, and stuff like that so I I get the frustration but it's that's where it it, kind of that's probably where it bleeds into the fandom and where you're getting infected by it because you want your team to do really really well to the point where you're angry and frustrated with it and then actually negative because of it but at the same time, you you want the best from them, and it's like, well, you're at odds with yourself because surely, if if we're pushing towards something, you should be enjoying that because when it's finally delivered, what are you going to do? Look back and think, fuck, I spent the last three seasons being, you know, like a, a sweary, abusive type of football fan that's that hates everything and pisses on everything, mm. you know. It, 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 it's it's a weird one. I think you're not the only person in, the, in a state of flux. I mean, I'm fucking all over the place, to be fair, but <laughs> usually, my head's usually in, in the clouds because I just almost refuse to not believe that something good will happen out of this because I, I enjoy what Tottenham do and I feel as sick as anyone else, but I guess as sick as I feel, I then don't start thinking, right, how can I... How can I make myself feel better? I know I'm going to run and slag off Ericsson and slag off this play. And sl- and you're entitled to do that if that's how you get through football. You probably get through that 
in other ways, like slagging off, I don't know, fucking Sky subscription or, or bills or the fucking mortgage or whatever, you you probably have to re- have a release. But football should be that release and it should be a good one. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a bit of a messy time because our ex- our expectations are high and then they're high because we know what we're still capable of doing. And I guess to end this particular round, I guess maybe part of us, all of us think, what if it is coming to an end and it's just a slow, slow death? And- well, this is, I mean, this is it, is that it never will come to an end because it, it's, uh, we're set up for it to rebound regardless because... No, the, I agree. I, I think it, it's like the whole Pochettino thing coming to, to an end. I no, no, we'll, that's we'll, true. We'll, I guess will hurt us, but yeah, I mean, we, we, again, we all have to find a backbone with that and and move on. And maybe everything that he's done will set us up for someone else to come in and kind of kind of re-energise uh, the club, but I don't really want to be thinking about that until it happens. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, look, um, there's one more question before we end. And uh, that's from Bardi. And he said, does Spooky ever wish he never answered Flav's email nine years ago this week? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. How does he know nine weeks ago? Uh, nine, nine years ago. The of it? Nine years ago this week. Shit. Nine years, is it? Fuck me. I mean, it feels that long. <laughs> it's nine years of therapy, man. I've, I've missed a few sessions, though, it has to be said. But... Do you know what we might do, actually, what would be a good thing to do would be um, to, to do a reflective podcast over the nine years, not on the fighting cock, but for what, what's changed, what the starting lineup was the, the first week of our, our us doing the fighting cock to where we are now. Oh, yeah, think... no, that's, a, that's a cracking idea. Yeah, put something together for that. That would be interesting to do. Yeah, nine, yeah, nine year special. All right, mate. No, man, I don't, I don't, I don't regret that shit. No. Um, I mean, you look at everything now, mm. um, and the community that's that, that's been birthed from it. Uh, you know, it's Some crazy stuff. Fucking on, amazing, it? yeah. Yeah. All right, mate. Um, okay. Well, thank you, Spook, for joining me. That's all right, man. And um, cheer up, yeah. I, uh, don't don't stop drinking gin for a week or two. That help. Do you know I did have a fair bit to drink last night, and I think that that's probably why I'm feeling. Well, there you go. A little bit low today. Um, but yeah, all right. No, I mean it's got fine. Like when when we get thumped four 0 by Leicester at the weekend, we'll re- <laughs> revisit that new optimism. <laughs> oh, anyway, Vardy. <laughs> oh mate, don't. All right, cheers, Spook. I'll speak to you later, mate. Love you, man. Love Bye. you too. Bye. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.